Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. Join me as we have a real life discussion on how to change your life by changing your thoughts. Remember, question everything, trust yourself, and find your truth. Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast, where we talk about how your thoughts create your reality. We also share real-life solutions to living free in an unfree world. And this means different things to different people, living free in an unfree world, depending on our circumstances. And this week, I'm really excited to bring Julie Moore in, and we're going to be talking about finding strength you didn't know existed. Julie is an example of both choosing to live free in an unfree world and creating what you speak. She has a remarkable story of being an advocate for her own personal health, not taking no for an answer, no matter what others were trying to tell her. And from that experience, she was able to take an idea she had and bring it to life to now help others find their own empowerment when it comes to their health, the true embodiment of creating what you speak. So here's a little bit more about Julie. As someone who spent years battling chronic illness, Julie knows how difficult and pricey it can be to get our health back. She started to wonder about what would happen to our bodies should we give them the opportunity to heal from within. Julie explored that question, and when she started walking again after four years in a wheelchair, she created Inval, an easy-to-use mobile app to guide and empower people to take control of their health and start feeling better. As a talented painter, meditation writer, and health enthusiast, Julie uses her creativity and passion to inspire each of us to start believing in our own power again. And I love that because that is truly the basis of the show. So Julie, I'm so glad you're with us. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on. I'm super excited. Yes. So I know I read your bio, but I always like to ask everybody, in your own words, who is Julie Morin? Um, so I'm, 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 I come from France. I'm French. Uh, I grew up in the South of France and, um, uh, I had a lovely childhood there. Um, and, um, I started having health problems when I was 18. Um, so for a little over a decade, um, I had, um, I experienced misdiagnosis from doctors. Um, they didn't know what was wrong with me. And because they didn't know, um, they always said that it was probably stress or in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, so for more than a decade, I tried to live, um, you know, my young life, but then I had this kind of health problems that kept coming, you know, and kind of were scary. And I thought in my, you know, in, in part of my, of my head, like, oh my God, my health is deteriorating and there's something really bad with me. Right. Um, until the day that I was 25 and then, um, my muscles didn't respond at all anymore. And I ended up, so I was rushed to the ER. Um, I was in the Netherlands back then in Rotterdam. And um, I ended up um, spending two weeks there. And um, the next four years, I was unable to walk um, Mm -hmm. and I spent them in a wheelchair. Um, And doctors still didn't have answers for me. So um, I I was left with no other choice but turning to myself, you know, for answers and to find tools, you know, to get better because I had to get Mm -hmm. better. I was 25, you know, I was not going to give up right you're not going to accept that as your here's how it's going to be of course not it's not Mm -hmm. I mean it's not an answer it's not an option Um, right so I had to turn to myself to find those tools and um I did I I found those tools and I started walking again I started uh, not needing my wheelchair anymore so I sold my wheelchair and I told my my boyfriend Tim I said like oh my god this is amazing you need to make something out of it you know right so we started brainstorming and stuff and then we came up with our app on vol and we were like okay this is going to be 
pretty much like all the tools that somebody needs to recover and to kind of awaken that power that we have within us. Yes. Um, and um, so we developed Envol, um, we sold our apartments, we put all the money on it oh, wow. and we yeah. were like, okay, let's just travel the world now. Let's just live our best life, yeah. work on the app, promote this message of wellness and empowerment and health. And, you know, I mean, now I'm, look, I'm talking to you and I'm looking at the sea, you know, I'm looking at Corfu next to Greece. Oh, wow. um, we're in Albania <laughs> and just traveling the world super free, living our best life. I, I can pretty much say that I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. Yeah. Um, I can so see been, looking at you. It's like radiating from yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> like your energy is very much like very yeah. clear and clean in that way. Right. Thank and you. yeah. And it's been an incredible, an incredible journey. And, you know, sometimes the struggles make it like it makes you stronger in a way. And it oh, makes sure. you really, yeah. you know, find your life passion. And um, I don't know if I'm, if I, if I, if I had to do it all, all over again, it was so much pain and struggle that I, yeah. I, I don't know about this, but eventually now he, I'm, I'm here and um, it's, it's, yeah, it's been an incredible journey. Yeah. You know, I had a similar experience with, um, a health issue. This was years ago. Now it was, I had a rare bone condition where, mm. um, in my heel, like the, your, the heel bone, you know, it's usually full. It's a bone. Mine was almost like an eggshell. There was like nothing in it. And, um, you know, going to the doctors, nobody knew what, what, what to do. They were, um, Oh, you know, it's, it, because what I had was such a rare condition that they, they didn't even know how to do surgery for it. Right. They were like, um, so we're going to try this. And then it was this whole thing, like insurance wasn't going to pay for it because it was experimental and all this stuff. And anyway, they did the surgery. And I remember afterwards, they kept telling my mom, they didn't know if I was going to be able to walk again. Mm. And I'm like, no, I don't accept that. Like, and this was at this point, I was like, you know, I, I couldn't walk. Obviously I couldn't put any pressure on my foot because I just wow. had the surgery and they, and again, they didn't know if the surgery was going to work. And so I like, even to get up, to go to the bathroom, I had to crawl. I had to crawl on my hands wow. and knees because I couldn't put the pressure and I was on too much pain medication to stay on the crutches and be wobbly and with the potential to fall. So, you know, crawl, literally crawling to the bathroom, wow. couldn't, getting in and out of the shower, you know, the tub, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I had to stay with my parents for a while because obviously I couldn't be on my own in that condition. But I remember the doctor saying that. And my mom, I remember I was, you know, in and out of pain medication or whatever was at my mom and dad's. And my mom was like, I, I said something like, I'm, I'm going to run a half marathon or half or whatever. You know, my mom looked at me and she like had tears in her eyes, you know, and she's like, I don't know. I, I don't think that's going to mm. happen. I said, it's going to happen. Wow. This is how this is going to go because I don't accept this, right? So it's similar to you, right? And I don't know, I want to say two months after that day, maybe it was three, but I was running on the treadmill. Now, let me wow. tell you, I hate running. <laughs> I only did that as like a motivator, you know, to be like- As a statement. <laughs> right, as here, I can do this, you know? And yeah. so I'm going back to the doctor and I'm telling him, you know, I, I was running and he was like, what? And, and all this, and there was no protocol for like how to recover from this because it was so rare, right? And so I'm just making this up as I go, right? Because in my mind, there's no limitations, right? I, right. I, nobody's putting limitations on me because nobody knows what to do. And- it's so similar to what you were saying about how I, I'm not, I don't accept this. I don't accept this fate for my life that I'm going to, you know, essentially shrivel up and die as a result. Right. In you're not, maybe not physically die, but like your, your soul dies, right. Because you're, you're, you're giving up essentially. Exactly. So, um, and I think, you know, your story and even just sharing mine, I don't know if I've ever showed that, shared that on the on the podcast before. And, um, but it's very much, um, taking that personal power back and making mm -hmm. the decision to take the power. Exactly. Right? 
And without the decision, you're just kind of randomly around, right? Floating around in this pain or in this situation that you feel you have no control over. But something happens when you make a decision and you decide yeah. to take your own power back. Exactly. And I think it's also a lot about the state of being that we're in when we make that decision. Because a lot of people, when they go undiagnosed like this for years and years yeah. and years, they're into this kind of um, that spirit of this is happening to me and I don't deserve this and I'm a victim and, and people can't yeah. find answers for me and all that mindset. And I think a lot of people, you know, in, in on forums online or Facebook groups, there's a lot of this victim mentality, yes. which after a while can be detrimental because it's just not geared towards positivity. And as you just said, with your personal story, um, thoughts have power, incredible right. powers. I mean, mm -hmm. when we um, think of something stressful, of a stressful event, we have literally physical manifestations of that, th of that process of thinking. We right. have sweaty palms, we have like a heartbeat that's Stomach, just higher yeah, you know like tight, yeah. exactly mm -hmm. we need to go to the toilet like all those things right. and then people are very aware of this they they, they mm -hmm. will tell you like oh of course but then if you say but wait if you take that process and then you reverse it so instead of thinking negative or stressful right. thoughts right. you think positive ones then what happens and then they're like oh i've never i've never seen it this way right but then that power is incredible it can even change the, the size of our telomeres in our body which is like sign of our longevity you know right um it's it's just incredibly powerful and i think what you did with your story was exactly that you know like kind of geared your your thoughts towards something positive a positive right. outcome not putting limitations on what you can or cannot do and just like go all the way and that's very inspiring right. well and it's also what you had talked about um you know the doctor is not giving you answers or telling you it's all in your head right or not yeah. being able to figure it out you know one of the things and i've talked a lot about that on the show here um that 2020 taught me was not searching outside of myself for answers, mm -hmm. right? Like having the answers within. Now, I'm not saying like medically that everybody's going to self-diagnose themselves. I don't no, mean that. Not. But in your situation where you you knew something wasn't right, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and every, but everybody's telling you it is. And it must be in your, there's nothing wrong with you, right? It's in your head. And in taking that upon yourself to wait, be like, wait a minute. No, I, I don't need these people to tell me this, that, or the other, I know something's not right. So now I'm going on the journey within myself to figure yeah. out what that is and yeah. do what feels right for me. Right. And exactly. I think so many things, especially when it comes to health related things, we get in this, um, you know, well, they say, so it must be that way, exactly. you know, or, exactly. um, because so-and-so so did it this way, that has to be the only way it's done. Right. And mm -hmm. that's, that's not the case. Every, every person's health is so individual. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's it's very, I mean, you always have that period where, you know, doctors might not know what's wrong with you. And and then you stay in that like, okay, I need to find a diagnosis. But then um, that kind of way of thinking also puts your body into a very vulnerable uh, position. Right. And you're very, you're, you're, you're expecting things from outside, from outside of your body. Yes. You're expecting answers from people who, let's be honest, care less than you do. <laughs> I mean, nobody cares as much as you do because exactly. it's your health, exactly. your body, your soul, your mind, your well-being. Um, and, you know, when you realize that you can be looking for answers because it is important to find um, uh, the root cause of our issues and symptoms. It's, it, I mean, it is important to do that work also, but it's also important to remember that on the side, there is so much that we can do on a daily right. basis to improve the way we feel and our health while we wait, you know, but then not only wait for those answers that might never come. Right. Well, and you know, I, I, a long time ago, I read something where somebody was talking about in this in a similar way, and they were saying how people identify with the disease, like mm. my 
whatever Absolutely. the disease is, right? So yes. when you're seeking out a diagnosis, then it's almost like you're seeking that label for yourself to put on yourself. And then you wear that label the rest of your life. It becomes right? an identity. Right. And then you never get away from that, whatever that is. And that's exactly. a huge part of the mental piece, I think, of uh, our own, who we are as people. But then when we start to take responsibility for our health, we don't identify with that anymore. Like I'm very careful, even if I say like something like I have a headache, mm -hmm. you know, or, or something, you know, I, 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 I try always to say things like talk about my health in ways as if whatever's going on with me isn't, it's not permanent and it's not going to stay around. So this is temporary. This is like a temporary situation, right? Exactly. Because otherwise it becomes too ingrained with the identity. And then people start to look at you that way too, right? I'm sure you experienced that with maybe even like friends and family with what you went through as people yeah. identify that you as that disease. Absolutely. Well, for me, it was, you know, it was funny in a way that because doctors doubted, they started to doubt my symptoms after a while because they were like, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. So it must be, you know, in your head. And I mean, although I was four years in a wheelchair and weighing nothing, I was pretty much just bones on, with my legs. Yeah. And then people, because people trust doctors' opinions so much, right, and right. I respect that, but they started also to doubt me. So then they actually, it was actually the opposite with me because they didn't see me as somebody that was sick. They saw me as somebody that was capable of walking, but that cho uh, was choosing not to do uh, it. Yeah, yeah. So that mm -hmm. was kind of the, come on, Julie, you know, you can do this. And I was not yeah. acknowledged as a sick person. And I think that fact also kept me in that yeah. sick mentality and identity because yeah. I was like, I want to prove you that I am not able to walk and that's not my fault. So right. I had like kind of this, you know, and in order to heal, I had to um, overcome that and then make yes. the decision of being like, well, I'm going to stop wanting to prove to people that I'm sick. I'm going to focus on myself right. and I'm going to rehearse that vision of my healed self yeah. in my mind yeah. because that's the direction I want to go. Right. You know, that's, that's where all my cells, my 50 trillions of cells that, you know, constitute my body, they need to be geared, geared towards that direction. Right. And, um, and I, and, and as soon as I realized that that's really when a mental shift happens, um, that's when I actually started making progress within days. I wow. felt a strength in my, in my body. I didn't feel before because I was empowered. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was just heading the wrong way. I was just trying yeah. to convince people that. I should just not care about. And I know that's a right. very complex topic because we always need, you know, you know, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. we need so we much support. hours on that one. Yeah, exactly. But as soon as I made that shift, things really happened for me. Right. And because in that instance, you're not putting all your energy towards what other people think. think. Exactly. Exactly. You're putting energy you're on using... yourself. Right. Exactly. You're con yeah. And you're, if you're already in a, a, um, a state where you're not well, you don't exactly. have a lot of extra energy, right? And every, so, every ounce of energy you have is so precious. Right. So your symptoms, what exactly did you, was there an event that triggered this or what exactly happened for you? So now in hindsight, I, I know that there was, but back then I didn't know. So when I was 18, I had my first episode um, of, um, I had a cramp in my foot that, start, that lasted for five hours. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, for a year and a half, I couldn't walk. I couldn't walk more than a few hundred meters because the soles of my feet were burning. I had okay. the feeling, you mentioned you were like, your heel felt yeah. like an eggshell. My, yeah. I had the feeling I was walking on my bones all the time, but oh, there was yeah. no cushion, you know, no skin. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I did all the possible doctors, you know, in, the, in France and nobody could find anything. And I, but at the time I was doing stressful studies. Um, and every time I was telling them what kind of studies I was doing, they're like, oh, 
oh, look no further. That must be, that, that's the reason right. why you're feeling right. this way. Um, and then because I was 18, so I never really knew what happened. And um, after a year and a half, because I think I was 19 and the potential in a young body like this is there's a lot of regeneration happening, you know, mm-hmm. um, I didn't have symptoms anymore. They went away. So I was like, okay, you know, I don't know what that was, but I'm just going to continue and live my life. Right. And then a few years later, um, I was walking on a, um, on an elliptic bike. Um, I took a break and then my muscles got, went into paralysis for 24 hours. Oh, wow. Um, that was very stressful because I was like, oh my God, is it going to go to my heart? Is it going to go? Like, yeah. I, I didn't understand what was happening. Yeah. Um, and then I went to see one doctor and he mentioned stress again. And I remembered what happened when I was 18. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to go to another 50 doctors. I'm just going to breathe it out and then just continue until, you know, we'll see. But then when all of these things happened, because I didn't have answers, there's kind of something that there's a a pathway that got created in my brain and my subconscious that was like, well, exercising a lot means pain. Exercising a lot means paralysis. It started to settle in my brain, you know, and I wasn't conscious of it. And also that fear of like, you're, you're deteriorating every time Mm -hmm. there's an episode that happens and you have worse symptoms. So then I was 25 years old and then I was doing yoga on the floor and my leg went into the biggest paralysis so far that ever happened in my life. Yeah. And that lasted actually the symptoms are not completely gone yet. So that lasted yeah. since, since six years. Um, and I know now what happened um, was that I took um, fluoroquinolone antibiotics and I took them every single, at every single leg paralysis episode two weeks before. They gave you antibiotics for the paralysis? No. So at every time, every time I had UTI, urinary uh, tract infections, Yes. Uh-huh. Um, because, you know, I was young and it happens a lot with yeah. women and yes. mm-hmm. Cipro um, is one of the most common fluoroquinolone antibiotic. It's, it's the most commonly prescribed in the world. Um, okay. Yes. And, I, I'm, I think I've taken it myself. Yes. Yeah. And uh, what that does is that they actually, those fluoroquinolone antibiotics, so it's a family of antibiotics that has a fluoride uh, molecule into it that makes it extremely efficient at doing its job, pretty much killing everything in your body, all yes, the bacteria. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the problem that it, because it's so powerful, it actually also enters your DNA and then damages your nervous system and your mitochondria. And the mm-hmm. mitochondria is the energy powerhouse of the cell, which gives right. you energy. So right. by damaging the mitochondria, it creates mitochondrial disease and the result is that you have no energy left in your muscles. So you cannot use your muscles. Um, and that's what I had all these years since I was 18. And that's mm-hmm. why I started deteriorating very quickly. And what, what they say is that some people take one pill of Cipro and they are in a wheelchair for life. Some people will need to take 50 of them over the course of a decade until something happens to them. It, it really varies. And for me, I had to take it three times at different points in my life. Until that time when I was 25, I had a big uh, UTI. I took t- uh, two weeks of Cipro. And then two weeks later, I was in the ER. Yeah. And, you know, if I look in like at the whole story, I'm like, when you open Cipro, there's a huge black box warning from the FDA that says, um, that actually says that this medicine can actually damage your nervous system and your mitochondria and leave permanent uh, damage to your body. Uh, it's like the first thing. It's actually very scary. Right. And so if I think of this, you know, my diagnosis should have taken five minutes to figure out. Right. 
I come with I came with exactly all the symptoms that comes with Cipro, and also with leg pain. I also had hallucinations, um, dizziness, vertigo, brain fog, digestive issues. It was just it wasn't just the legs; it just completely. I'm sorry, but fuck mm -hmm. me up. <laughs> no, um, you can press on here. That's fine. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> no <Yes>. problem. <laughs> um, and you know, it should have taken five minutes to figure out. It's just like yeah, somebody that comes with all the symptoms. You you ask what they took two weeks prior to that, and then you just right, check yeah. the insert, and then just right. like oh, ding, ding, ding. You know, it just makes sense. Yeah. But instead, it took over a decade. Um, so, but then I'm thinking, did it take that long for me to you know kind of go through all this and then actually? start creating something that is a blessing today right. and then having a life that i wouldn't change for the world right. so it's yes, always that's the what question I was just isn't it say. yeah i mean and we can't obviously you know I, I heard somebody once say that um you know the, it was something along the lines of talking about well, what if or it could have been this and it's like no it just was it just was right yeah. and so going back and trying to but i mean so yeah like you said you went through all of this you went through this pain you went through this terrible you know this feeling of uh, nobody believing you, right? Mm -hmm. And having this experience that you knew you weren't making up, but everybody mm -hmm. was not giving you the credibility that you deserved. And yeah. then from that, you were able to, again, like I would talk about on the show, create what you speak, right? You had recovery, yeah. you had this idea, you knew you could help people. So let's talk about the Inbal app and how that came to be and um, what that is exactly. Yeah. So, um, Something that I haven't shared about my story is that um, when I got really ill and then they sent me back to the hospital from the hospital to home, um, they said that it was my head. So for two years, I started seeing a psychologist and I was like, I was very open to this. I was like, you know, if it's in my head, then I'm going to see somebody. Right. And then I learned a lot of things about me. I think it's amazing to go to somebody <laughs> yeah. that knows, you know, it's, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's very interesting. Yes. Um, but then two years later, I wasn't walking still. So then I, I went to another doctor that diagnosed me with chronic Lyme disease, which was mm -hmm. a false diagnosis. It wasn't the right one. So a lot mm -hmm. of misdiagnosis. Um, and then he prescribed me something that actually when you take it, when you have fluoroquinolone toxicity, it's, it's a steroid, it's cortisone. It's a death cocktail. It's, it's oh, kind wow. of like, so I went from not being able to walk in a wheelchair to dying. I, I was literally dying. And that's actually when I went back to my uh, parents because my boyfriend was like, Julie, I love you, but I cannot take care of you right now. You're, right. you're, you're a danger to yourself even. You need to be with somebody you know, that they can take care of you full time. And my dad, right. I had just retired. So I was like, you know, I'm going to go where I grew up. I had a good childhood with my parents. They're going to take care of me. And for the next six months, um, I was, I think, at 1% of my capacities. I was oh my literally, God. literally like in the morning, I was checking up if to see if I, my heart was still beating, if I was still breathing. Oh my um, and that was, that was the hardest time of my life. And I'm saying all this because at that moment, I called with that doctor and the conversation lasted four minutes. And he said that he would send me a new list of drugs to take. And that moment was, I hang up the phone, I looked at the four minutes and I was like, that's it. Right. I am done. I yeah. am done. And from that moment, I was like, I am going to find those tools I mentioned, right? To, yeah. to, to get better because I have to get better. Yeah. Um, in the, in and the four minutes you're saying, that's all he spent with you. He only spent exactly. four minutes. It's like, to how the, I'm dying. I'm right. a 27 year old back then dying and you spend four minutes and then right. you send me a new list of drugs. Like what is wrong with this right. system? It just doesn't work. It just didn't make right. sense. So I think that was just the drop on the whole, you know, yeah, drug, it clicked then. Like, it was yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. It was, it was just like, this much. isn't the path for me. Yeah, no, exactly. And then I was, I, I just kind of made a promise to myself that I would stop looking for outside answers and then yeah. start, you know, researching those tools. And with the little, 
you know, cognitive capacities that I had and with the help of my boyfriend and, and the people that were close to me, I was like, I'm going to find what, what on earth can I do to make my body heal faster and better and in optimal way. So I started researching everything. So in which conditions does the body heal? That was my question. That was my only, yeah. you know, uh, obsession. Um, and I started in trying things and implementing things. And that's really when I started uh, seeing progress. Um, and so Envol, to answer your question, is what I did. It's, it's kind, of, kind of like the secret formula to health. Um, I, I told Tim one time, my boyfriend, I said, how amazing would it be to have a, something that gives me a score that would be a recharge score? And that score would, would tell me how well I'm doing with my health and how good I'm creating those conditions in my life to help yeah. my body heal. And then we, so he's more into math than I am. So he created an algorithm yeah. um, to make this happen. And then, so we, there's a score on Envol. It's, it's, so it's an app that gives you this score, this recharge score. And um, it ranks from zero to a hundred. And if you're, if you get a score from 70 to a hundred, it's what we call the healing zone. And from in that zone, you are maximizing um, your body's healing capacities. Mm -hmm. um, and um, this recharge core is taking into account a few things that you're doing in the day. So it's your exposure to sunlight. Uh, so kind of all the nourishments you can bring your body and mind that are essential for healthy living. So there's exposure to natural lights, mental rests, um, how you sleep, how the food that you're eating, how healthy it is, your time spent in nature. Um, and the last one is your time spent in gratitude because gratitude mm -hmm. is the most healing state we mm -hmm. can be in. So if you combine all this in a day, then you get this score and you get personal tips to help you, you know, better your score or just improve the way you feel in the day. And you also get recommendations from the toolbox that we've developed. And that toolbox includes guided meditations, affirmations, um, a breathing module with breathing exercises, um, sound journeys to all the, all the tools in the toolbox were created and designed to help you access that healing state when you mm -hmm. have lower brain waves. Um, when really truly cell regeneration happens so it's mm -hmm. kind of like how do you maximize your time in a day because for a lot of chronic illness people they they have time that's not a problem um, yeah. they're on their bed most of the time and they can't do right. anything so it's kind of how do you use those tools and maximize that healing state and make it happen as much as you can so that you see incredible progress right um, so that's what the, the app is about so yeah, so so Julie's app is called Invol, and I will link to it in the show notes so you can download that. And there's a, a trial version you can use. And so a couple of things. So I have so many, like I love this kind of stuff too. Talking about like again, like you developed this, right? You did the research. Yeah. You yeah. you brought something to life that would benefit people. Like one of the things I always talk about. Um, I talked about a lot on the show, and even before I I record a show, I always set the intention to. Um, bring the most value to everybody that's listening to the show. Mm -hmm. right? That's my intention. Like I want to help people in that way to shift their perspective or, you know, introduce something new, whatever that might be. So when you talk about um, you, you were doing your research to figure out which conditions does the body heal mm -hmm. within the app, you have the nourishments. Like she mentioned, there's sunlight, healthy food, nature, gratitude, mental rest, and movement. Are those mm -hmm. the six areas you found that are the mo the primary areas for the body to heal? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And what, what I did is that a lot of people, when they studied uh, chronic illness testimonials, or they like to take parts in groups. So there's the people that eat a certain way, the people that eat another way, the people that are doing this, but all these people, they focus on what's different. What, yeah. what we did is that we focused on what was the common thing that everybody was doing 
that allowed them to heal from very different environment, from very different root causes of mm -hmm. illnesses. And those um, factors, there's also sleep, um, is, is actually all combined is like, it, it just creates the perfect environment for yeah. our body to thrive. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, even somebody who's not going through chronic illness now oh. would still benefit from this app, right? Because absolutely. These, yeah. Absolutely. These, I mean, I, I've, so I've used it and I, one of the things that I really, and I'm not facing chronic illness right now, but I'm, I'm still wanting to, one of the things for me that I feel like I've, I can't quite get my traction on again after 2020 is how to like, cause I used to have a set of beliefs right prior to 2020. And a lot of what I believed was, um, you know, and I still believe that we create our own reality. I still believe that we are in control of our life, but what I'm trying to figure out for myself is how to implement this in, in the way things changed so dramatically. Right. Because for a while I was like, do I even still believe in those things? Because I, I don't feel, why would I, you know, why would these things be created? Why would we go through this, you know, all this kind of stuff. And so, um, and when you, when you feel like your beliefs are lost or that you're floating on a ship without these things that you used to hold on to, right. That, that were your identity maybe in some way. Um, for me, it's been hard to try to get back on track with that. Like, you know, how I almost like how I exist in the world now with mm -hmm. knowing what I know. And so what I love about this app is, you know, having these six areas to focus on, like this morning I woke up, I, I, opened the app and I looked at, okay, gratitude. Cause I looked at like, what can I do right now? Right. Gotcha. Gratitude. Okay. And I'm laying in my bed and I'm like, oh man, I love my bed. It's so soft and comfortable. Right. I love my room is dark. The curtains are dark. So not a lot. So I get to sleep really good, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then as I was looking at, at, you know, thinking about my day and I'm looking at this and I was thinking back to how, um, you know, over the years, the way diet and exercise has been portrayed to people. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Diet has always been write down everything that you ate mm. in some way, piece of paper or in a tracker or something. And then if you're working with a coach or something, you know, they're going to review it and they're going to circle and check mark mm. like, like you're in school or something. Exactly. Right. And you did bad, you know, exactly. and the same with movement. Right. You need to be exercising 60 minutes and not one minute less. Right. Because if yeah. you did 59 minutes, you didn't yeah. pass for the day. Right. And so what I love about the app is on, you know, for healthy food, how much fresh and nutritious food did you eat a little bit? you know, you get to choose an equal yeah. mix. You know, it's not a, um, it's not a rigid, like it, to me, that's, no. it's, it's not a, I don't know the way that was done before. It felt to me. So, um, like you only had, and it was based on everybody else's opinion where this is, you get to decide and it's the exactly. same with movement, right? You okay. get to decide what's right for you. It's not that somebody else made this rule that you have to fit inside this box and that that's exactly. immediately yeah immediately i noticed the, the benefit of that on this app was being able to look at it in that way instead of some very restrictive in the box kind of way yeah exactly this is actually was was one of the biggest driver for us when we created Envol, uh, even for movement because we know for movements um chronic illness people i mean in my case i couldn't do more than a few steps a day when i was recovering and when i was getting better already but then I had like this, um, this ring, you know, I had the aura ring that I, that I like a lot, but they had some limitations um, because it was telling me like the, the movement was always red. It was always like, watch out, pay attention, you need to do more right. every day. But then when I was doing five steps instead of one, that was a huge victory for me. Right. And I right. was like, why is nobody congratulating me? Because it's based on somebody else's average 
you know, um, right. It's on the general, right. Yes, exactly. So what we did when we created Envo is that the algorithm actually takes into account your current health. So if Mm -hmm. you're a chronic illness warrior, or if you're an athlete, the movement card is not going to show the same text, right? It's going to say like, exactly. And it's, and it's not going to take the, it's not going to calculate your score in the same way, because Mm -hmm. if you're chronically ill and you're staying within your you know, safety, safety um, bubble for movement and not pushing because we know that can be a stress that you don't need at that moment. The only thing that you need to do is just incorporate gentle movements, but not like overdo it. You're not going to do a HIIT training when you're chronically ill. It's just, right. it just makes no sense. Right. But then if you stay within that, that thing, we will really give you a high score because you're doing great. You're going in the right direction. But if you're an athlete, we're going to push you. We're going right. to say like, hey, you can, do, you can do more today. You know, you've right. been on right. the couch for three days. You can do more. Um, so that's really where, where we, that was a big driver for, for us. And what you say also that, you know, with healthy food and stuff, a lot of people, sometimes they feel like they have to, we didn't want it to feel like people had to do things. It's a to-do yeah. list that they, another thing on their, on top of their busy schedule, you know, no, this is really, the more you do it, actually, the more you find your center because it corresponds to something that feeds you, that right. gives you energy. So mm-hmm. when you do the whole, you know, the whole day and then you realize your gratitude is still empty, you're like, oh man, I spend the whole day not smiling. I spend yeah. the whole day yeah. being annoyed at people on email, yeah. being like, oh, you yeah, know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. then you're like, oh man, I'm just going to step outside, look at the sun or the, or the grass or my kids playing in the, in the garden, whatever. And right. then be like, oh, I just, this is a reminder that simple things are what yes. constitutes life. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And we try to overcomplicate it as humans, right? Exactly. We try to make these like, you know, we have to do it this way or, you know, like I said, you have to track everything or you have to make it be a thing, you know, and it doesn't have to be a thing that these no. simple things are what, and the simple things consistently are what make the difference over time. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, one of the things I used to do, um, you know, I used to create these charts of trackers. Like, did I do this today? You know, a list of like every day and, you know, getting this, um, you know, did I do this or that? And mm. And then I look at it and I'm like, but what is this really telling me? Yeah, this isn't really giving me information. So what I like also about the app is the scoring, right? Because yeah. it's giving you feedback about um, about your the state your state of being essentially, yeah. and yeah. it's usable information, right? It's not just a number on a watch, right? Because you took ten thousand and two steps or whatever. Exactly, right? and all those all those trackers are also always, and I think the world the way the, the world we live in, it's always about do 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 productivity. Yeah. Yeah. I am because I do things. I am because I work, and we yeah. associate our identity with the accomplishments that we're doing. Right. Um, but I mean, one of the things that I discovered throughout my journey, and having talked with so many people that recovered from a lot of chronic illnesses, chronic fatigue syndrome is one of them, is that mental rest as you know as itself is one of the most underrated and underused tools that yeah. we have at our disposition to heal and to really find our centers and our balance again and i think this is really not our fault in the sense that you know all those dopamine hits that we're getting throughout yeah. the day with emails notifications we're addicted to all those things and it's not oh, yeah. our fault i mean yeah. they made it this way they actually right. have it's people, designed that way you right. know hired yeah. to you know to get you addicted to it so, um, and when we introduce mental rest in our day, at, at first it can be quite scary because it's like, oh my God, but what am I going to do? You know, what am I going to do for two hours without my phone looking at a bee on a flower? You know, like that, that sounds so daunting. And then it also um, feels like, why, why, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, why, why would I, I do it? Exactly. Right, yeah. But when you understand the science um, is, you know, like right now we're talking and we're in beta brainwaves. That's the brainwaves that we're 
using when you're talking to somebody, when you're engaged in a cognitive activity. Um, and then what happens is that when you go to bed at night, your brain waves go from beta to alpha to theta mm -hmm. to um, delta. Um, and we all know that we heal at night, especially the first right. hours of right. you know, our sleep. And what I find fascinating is that there is a way in the day to naturally lower our brain waves and access, you know, instead of being constantly in beta, having those dopamine hits and having this, you know, sympathetic nervous system on the whole time, this stress right. um, on, um, if we manage to go from beta to alpha and theta, this is when cell regeneration happens. This is when cell renew themselves. So when you're talking about healing, this is a state you want to be in as much right. as you can, right? right? And we often talk about like, yeah, you know, just lower stress, but nobody gives us tool for that. Like how right. the hell do I lower stress? Right. It doesn't mean I need to like put some candles and, and, and think about it. What does that like, mean? Exactly. You know how do I, mean? I do this? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and when you find those tools, and for me, the first tool that I came across um, that really helped me and taught me that was meditation. Yeah. And it was very funny because um, I used to have, you know, excruciating pain in my leg. I felt like they weren't fired the whole time. My muscles were just like, it felt like a constant cramp all over my, my body. Um, and when I started meditating, I started using Headspace actually from Indipidicom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and just the process of lowering these brainwaves and just becoming aware of my thoughts. I didn't know anything about meditation back then. I swear to you. It was like I took morphine. Yeah. It was yeah. like I took the, the strongest pain medication and my yeah, pain so went from, yeah. you know, went from a 10 to yeah. a four. And I yeah. was like, man, I need to just kind of crack this and be in that state as much as I can. And yeah. I'm going to make massive healing, like very rapid healing. And that's yeah. what happens. Yeah. If we, when we let it, right? When we, when it. we, of course. And yeah. I think that, that that's exactly the problem actually with a lot of, uh, people that are battling chronic illnesses that they they hold on to it they have the feeling they need yeah. to be in control to otherwise yeah. nothing is going to happen but actually the yeah. magic happens when you start surrendering and yeah letting, letting go. go yeah exactly. I mean that's for life right everything in yeah. life you know no matter what you're facing and I think you know you were talking about sleep and the importance of that I, I know over 2020 realizing you know obviously when we didn't have anywhere to go or couldn't go anywhere um getting like a full eight hours of sleep repeatedly I didn't realize how, how much, I mean, I knew sleep was important, but I never felt it internally what that mm -hmm. felt like because mm -hmm. I was always pushing it to the limits, right? Yeah. Trying to, you know, and back then I used to go into an office, but, you know, working and then coming home and trying to do all these things or trying to go here or there or do all these things, right? Mm -hmm. And then maybe running on five and six hours of sleep a night, maybe. And then, you know, try to catch up on the weekend, but you never actually catch up. And yeah. so, really feeling that. And that's why I'm saying like with what you're, these things that you're, um, what the app helps you to achieve is these things are so much more powerful than I think we've ever experienced. Yeah. So we have to let ourselves experience them. Just like you were saying with meditation yeah. and how it dropped your, um, your pain level so low. Yeah. You have, if you let yourself experience these things, it's like the benefits are, um, they, it's, it's hard to even describe because it's such a, it's a feeling inside that you feel and that you understand the benefit from. And then you're like, oh my God, why wasn't I doing this before? Right? Like, exactly. that's how no, I feel about sleep. Exactly. Like, but you've never been told also, like, right. you know, it's always yeah, like, it's, look for, look for outside of you. Yeah, look for, yeah. And, yeah. 
Totally. I mean, that's the system that we're in is, but I think that system is breaking down with apps like yours and, you know, even having conversations about this to talk about this. And, um, if somebody's facing chronic illness right now to let them know they're, you're not alone, right? There's people that, that are, are available to help you. The, the app will help you. you your story is inspiring too, because you, again, like we talked about, you took that power back and you decided for yourself. You, yeah. you made your health, your priority, and you did what you had to do. And, and that's different for everybody. But I think that key is making that decision to, Hey, I run my show, right? I used to say when I moved to Nashville, um, it's been like five years ago now. And I was like, this is how this is going to go. And everybody else is going to get in formation. Like that's, that's <laughs> like the decision I make. So you have to almost come from that approach of like, um, even if you don't know how it's all going to work out or whatever, but taking that approach of, I make the decision, this is what it is. And then from there, everything usually lines up for you. It'll unfold yeah, in a way that's exactly. to your benefit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Julie, it's been so great talking to you. I just, I love your story again, both sides of what, what I talk about on the show, the, um, you know, really advocating for yourself to live free in an unfree world, but then also taking what your experience in creating something from that, that is helping people and making a difference in the world. So, um, before yeah. we wrap up, can you give one piece of advice to the listeners to really help them shift their perspective about advocating for their own health? Yeah, I think you know that's a big question. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> um I think it's all about remembering. You know, we said it, but it's all about remembering that you have an incredible power already that's within you. And right. it's it's really okay to look for answers outside because they are very capable people that can really help you and guide you. That's, you know, no question about this. Um but there is a lot that we can do for ourselves to better our state of, of, of health and well-being. And I think until we do those things, actually, we shouldn't even like we should do those things first. You know, instead of trying all the supplements on the shelf when we go to the store, why are you looking for something outside of you when your right. body is the best supplement you can find? Right. Um, but it's just, you know, finding that 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 entering that healing zone and creating those conditions in your life and it doesn't have to be daunting it doesn't have to be complicated it doesn't have to cost money i mean most of the things you know movements mental rest connecting to nature do you know what happens when you put your feet on the grass like what mm -hmm. happens really you actually upload electrons and ions from the earth and this has the most powerful anti-inflammatory effect that a pill can buy so mm -hmm. and this is free this is available for right. everyone but why is it not spoken more because there is no money in that right so it's just remembering <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know i mean i, can't, I don't have to, to <laughs> convince you um i think it's just yeah realizing that there is a lot more in us and to us than we were led to believe and yeah. remembering that um once you're aware of this actually that's when we, you become free yeah, totally. Oh, I love that so much. Thank you so much, Julie. How can the Thank listeners you. find out more about you and the Inval app? Um, so my personal uh, Instagram is Julie's Healing. If um, I shared my story since day one on Instagram, you can actually see me um, trying to walk a little bit out of my wheelchair. So it's been, it's, there's a great community on there. Um, and Envol is, the website is Envol.app and you can find it on iOS and Android. We're actually coming live today with the plane mode that's been <laughs> requested for a lot of time because oh, people yeah. are very sensitive to uh, yeah. EMFs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and we're actually coming today with little crowns. When you enter that healing zone from 70, you get a little crown. So it's like a oh, little, awesome. little plus to help you going. 
um yeah and i mean we're receiving you know stories of people that really that the the app really helped them like almost every day you know people with insomnia that are sleeping through the night um I, i've got i've got people like voice notes of people crying thanking oh me gosh, because yeah, they are yeah. finally having the tools yeah. um panic attacks anxiety back pain all these things that people are like, like people walking longer so it's not just my story it's right um so that's that's all very empowering and i'm thanking you for letting me like giving me the opportunity to share this message and remember and reminding people that you know it's already within them that they need to believe in that because it's powerful totally agree and and congratulations to you on what you've created and really life-changing i mean you're changing lives and not only your own but um those that you come in contact with so thank you julie this week for joining us and thank you listeners for listening in on the create what you speak podcast make sure to visit sloanfremont.com where you can subscribe to the show and your favorite podcast player so you'll never miss an episode while you're at it if you found value in this show i'd appreciate a positive rating on apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player and one last thing remember to check the create what you speak academy at createwhatyouspeak.com thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week where i will continue to give you real life solutions to help you live free in an unfree world Mm -hmm.